0: Step side. Going for Fitzgerald. Touchdown, Arizona. David Johnson off to the races. He will score. Touchdown,
1: Arizona. And it is Patrick Peterson who comes up with the spectacular interception. Heading for the pylon. Welcome to the British Bird Gang Breakdown, episode 93. In these unprecedented times where we have no pre-season games to look forward to and have to scrape the barrel for enough podcast-worthy content. As always, I'm Tom, and I'm joined by Callum to break down these unprecedented times.
0: Well unprecedented times is the word because yeah we're uh, facing our weirdest season start ever but yeah as you said we've managed to scrape together a couple of bits and pieces of news here and there and yeah it feels good to be back. It feels like um, this is another step towards the season actually happening.
1: For sure and obviously we've got some dated content in here but for once we've actually got a story which broke yesterday.
0: I, I firmly believe this is because I actually delayed the recording of this podcast um, a little bit last week and it would have come out after uh, this podcast was recorded, but this time, yeah, we're getting it hot off the press.
1: On the plus side, that would have provided us with some content for the next episode. (laughs) It's
0: it's true, but then it would have also been old news, and we've got enough old news here, so let's do some fresh news, and then we'll get on to the old news.
1: Yeah, so the big news we're talking about is Buddha Baker's big books.
0: Playing at safety, but the S has been replaced with a dollar sign now
1: but not in the way of Dion Buchanan when he used to be the dollar linebacker and all that sort of mumbo-jumbo. I remember that. It's some fresh news that actually broke yesterday before we recorded. You know, maybe these unprecedented times aren't as bad as we first thought, if this is going to be the case.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, unprecedented times, unprecedented contract. He's actually the single biggest paid uh, safety in the NFL now. It's the the new record uh, for, for a safety
1: despite the fact he's never had an interception in the NFL. But I mean, since whether safety's judged just on purely interceptions.
0: I I will say that he at least had an interception at the Pro Bowl, um, which is arguably the NFL. So, you know, within within the span of his pro career, he's had an interception. But he's definitely been close. He's had, you know, something like 147 tackles last year. He's been right up on the ball. He's tipped quite a few balls that have been then gone on to be intercepted. So I think it's just a matter of time.
1: For sure. And now he's got a four-year extension, paying him $33 million in guarantees, along with a $10 million signing bonus.
0: Yeah, I think it works out to roughly $14.5 million a year overall, which is, you know, it's big money, and, and especially for a safety. And, um, you know, the the chat these days is always about, you know, kind of resetting the bar for what safeties are worth. And especially with Buda Baker being kind of not nationally known as one of the top safeties, I suspect that we're going to see quite an explosion in safety salaries pretty soon.
1: Definitely, you can think is division... Teammate, well, his new one anyway, Jamal Adams, he'll be thinking, when is Seattle going to give me that sort of money?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, also former Cardinal uh, Tyron Matthew would be, uh, I imagine, chomping at the bit for that sort of money as well.
1: And, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, they'll just magic it out of somewhere. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they'll somehow manage to find it, but there you go. So, yeah, definitely... um, some something of a surprise, but uh, you know, given his performance in previous years, what they're kind of expecting of him now, I I don't think it's a bad deal. You know, I think it locks him down for four years, um and I think he's obviously a you know, exciting and dynamic player.
1: And he also doesn't have the injuries that Tyron Matthew ever had, so that's a good thing.
0: That's true actually. When we were signing our uh unprecedented deal with Tyron Matthew, you know, four years ago or whenever that was, maybe five uh, he he was just coming off of uh, um, knee surgery, and then he was away. Uh, although we didn't know at the time, but he was away in that season to go and get more knee
1: surgery. And also, he was made the highest-paid safety back then as well. He was, yeah. So that says, did we take the record away from
0: Tyron Matthew, or has there been another record since? Do you know?
1: It's a good question. I didn't look that up. We'll soon see other safeties get big money, and then this money this Will look small in comparison.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, as I said, I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see him get locked up by the team for a while. I think given, you know, our record and in the secondary and not having, you know, a particularly stable lineup of guys, um, especially in cornerback, which we might get onto later, I think it's nice to have that stability and have somebody of his caliber locked up.
1: For sure, and he's definitely a good player, so you definitely need to keep those sort of guys around, don't you? Build around them. Absolutely.
0: And, you know, I think I would recommend um, everyone that's listening to go on to the the sort of uh, NFL film review type Twitter accounts, because they've all posted, you know, videos of of him recently. And, you know, when you see these highlights back to back, you really do see how he's consistently getting to the ball. He's consistently getting to the box. He's making a lot of tackles for loss, especially for a safety and especially for a guy his size, because um, he was actually admitting in, in um, press conferences this week, despite the fact that they're both listed at 5'10", that he is in fact shorter than Kyler Murray.
1: We'll have to measure them up together, won't we? See what the difference actually is. Regardless of
0: size, I don't think it matters when you can see you know, the, the speed this guy can get and the height he can jump to and all that sort of stuff. He's definitely able to go around and disrupt plays basically everywhere in the field.
1: And speaking of contracts, we had the return of the Michael Bidwell pens. <laughs> I quite like this tradition. It is, it's different. I don't think any other teams do it.
0: Not as far as I know.
1: Obviously during these unprecedented times we had to see it done a completely different way.
0: Well, yeah, of course, because uh you know, we can't have guys coming into the facility to sign their contracts. Uh, it's all gotta be done, you know, via Zoom and remotely and everything like that.
1: Or rather, they were in the facility doing it. They just couldn't shake the big cheese's hand because, you know, handshakes are banned these days. <laughs>
0: well, it's it's true, and I mean, thankfully, they didn't have to share a pen because, of course, um, the the tradition is that you get to keep your Bedwell pen, right?
1: Yeah, with the engraved like plaque in the box of the pen. Yeah. Pen box, I don't know what you call them. I'm sure there's a fancy name for it. <laughs> Pen box
0: sounds fine, yeah. I mean it's I think it's just quite a nice thing, you know, that if you're a player and, and you get signed, that must be a really nice memento to have, you know.
1: It did seem to take some time for us to get ours signed, but as soon as they all were able to report to the facility, it seemed to be done pretty quickly over the space of like a couple of days.
0: Yeah, honestly, you know, especially with the, with these unprecedented times, you know that the um, the the whole uh, timeline, the usual timeline of these things, got quite disrupted. You know, we weren't able to get people in for workouts and camps and things when we normally would. Um, there was lots of thoughts on whether or not. The uh, season would even go ahead, so I imagine they were basically taking their timetable to that rather than you know trying to just stick to the previous timetable for the sake of it.
1: And it's been good to see them as well getting to grips with the playbook and all that sort of thing in the whatever training camp we've had so far. I guess things like playbooks and things can all
0: be taught remotely. You know, you could you could theoretically do a playbook session over Zoom. Um, at least the way that uh, they always did it when I was playing, you could you could easily transfer that to be in a, a, a you know phone call only type situation. But um, obviously, you know, getting the hands on practice time um, and and even the sort of fitness and things like that, because you got to remember a lot of these rookies um, won't have you know these world class home gyms that some of the older guys have, some of the more established guys
1: yeah and exactly they're not allowed in the same house as them as well.
0: Yeah, so I think that's that's really one of the places that um I think they would be hit the hardest is less so the time on you know um, getting to grips with playbooks and stuff like that, which you know rookies can sometimes be given a condensed version of those anyway, but more uh, getting to grips with the sort of physicality and the change in pace that comes with college to NFL.
1: And speaking of the rookies, did you see what Jordan Phillips said the other day regarding one of our new acquisitions?
0: Uh, I did not see that, no.
1: He called rookie defensive tackle Rashard Lawrence the best defensive lineman I've seen in a long time.
0: Ooh, that's
1: encouraging words. Yes, the quote here says, He came off the ball so hard, he uses his hands so well. He's already making a lot of plays. He just does the things you would expect a rookie to do.
0: I mean, just does the things you would expect a rookie to do can actually be reasonably high praise, considering that you know, um, at this sort of time or like early in camp, one of the big stories is always, oh, so and so is not adapting well to the new training regiment. You know, they're they're looking tired, they're looking uh, worse for wear after being beaten down by you know these bigger guys all the time. So, um, that's definitely encouraging.
1: And it wasn't just Jordan Phillips who's come out with comments. Defensive line coach Brentston Buckner's also been praising the rookie. You know, he says he's got high praise for the rookie with his mechanics, his technique. It's already out of the roof. The sky's the limit for him. I think we should maybe get on the hype train here. I, I can feel a hype train incoming.
0: I mean, that's just. Uh quite exciting stuff really and it's the sort of stuff that's hard to teach you know like the the mechanics and things like that to some extent once you get to the nfl level that's almost set and it's really hard to break out of bad habits so having good habits at that point is just a really solid foundation to build from right
1: and also with him being a defensive lineman it's a place where we need difference makers anyway don't we
0: yes it's a place where immediate impact could be brought in for sure
1: and obviously, if he carries on like he has been in practice and this actually doesn't turn out to be just hype, you know, there's actually substance to it, it'd be another decent f- day-free pick for Steve Kahn. You know, you're getting good value if you're getting
0: somebody that starts in year one and you've picked them, you know, round three, four, five, et cetera, then that's a good pick all round, right?
1: But there's one rookie who won't be sticking around. Oh dear, we- Yeah. Yes we had the sheer stupidity of one Jemiah Braswell, where he was caught following a drunken escapade that saw his rather expensive hire car ending up in a river. yeah,
0: he was toasted I, I saw the video of uh the arrest anyway, and um yeah it it looked bad it looked like he was um pretty drunk and you know especially after uh recent you know years and and players that have we've had issues with that before. It seems like it's something of a you know, no-strikes policy, especially for a rookie. Exactly,
1: just get an Uber. Right. Other ride-sharing apps are available.
0: <laughs> in these unprecedented times, you can take any ride-sharing app that you want.
1: And speaking of unprecedented times, the Cardinals remain COVID-free, which is something to worth celebrating, I suppose.
0: It shows that a lot of the controls that have been put in place are are good and that people are respecting them. And, you know, if everyone's being tested daily and stuff like that, then we can hope that we don't end up with a situation like. Oh, I can't remember. Can you remember which baseball team it was that had somebody um, that the Alts can ended up testing positive?
1: I think it was the Miami Marlins.
0: I knew it was a Florida team, but, um, I mean, there's no surprise there.
1: Of course, it's a Florida team. (laughs) Just full of Florida men, aren't they?
0: Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the last thing we want is for football to come back and then the Cardinals to be able, you know, not to play in games because they've managed to get uh, a coronavirus infection. So, you know, hopefully it's just all these controls and things working and people respecting them. And, you know, I don't see why they wouldn't, because they're all, you know, desperate to get out there and play football.
1: And For once, it's probably a good thing that Kyle loves streaming Fortnite and not going out partying in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a bit of a a quiet one in certain
0: aspects. And um, yeah, I would uh, always take this particular uh, element in in these unprecedented times anyway.
1: You know, now we've actually mentioned this, what should there be a surge of positive tests because some undrafted free agent forgot to wash his hands correctly?
0: Or like happened in Formula One a few weeks ago, you know, somebody goes home to visit their their mum and brings back a, a bug with them.
1: I mean, you can't trust anyone these days, can you?
0: No, well, quite. But and, and on the plus side, as you said, we're currently COVID-free and have remained so through a bunch of different um, little mini camps and, and you know um, team activities, which is all good.
1: Long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. Another news story linked to this COVID outbreak is the fact that the NFL had a new policy in where players can choose to opt out of the 2020 NFL season. And Marcus Gilbert, Cardinals right tackle, was one of the sixty-nine players who took the NFL upon the offer to opt out and earn himself three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the sake of it. Well,
0: you know, I guess that's one of those, uh, <laughs> just one of those things you can't control. And um, personally, you know, I think that's well within his right to do that. And you know, as with all of these things, you never quite know somebody's real reasons for, behind it, but you know. Maybe he's got somebody who's uh needs the shelter
1: or something like that. Yeah. I think he did post a statement up on his Twitter. So if you want to look back at that and see his actual reasons for doing it, you're more than welcome to. Personally
0: I don't think you need a reason particularly. Obviously it leaves the Cardinals a little bit in the lurch, especially um, you know, in, in the O line, which is something that I feel was just beginning to come together at the end of last year. Yeah, but it wasn't
1: with Gilbert anyway, because he was out injured. So
0: That's true, actually, at that point, yeah. Got a few new, um, or a few guys that could be in the rota to replace him.
1: Yeah, for sure. We've got Justin Murray, Josh Jones, or even the recently, well, I say recently acquired Kelvin Beach. I mean, It was like probably a couple of months ago now. It's recently
0: required, uh, recently acquired in the scale of our podcast.
1: Exactly. These unprecedented times just mess everything <laughs> around, don't they? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely um, I mean I've, I've not seen any particular um, particular chat on, on who's going to definitely be in the place of Marcus Gilbert yet but you know given that we've played some rotating offensive line units before I wouldn't be surprised if they were maybe going to try and give you know uh, two or all of these guys a go and, and rotate them round and sort of see what fits the unit
1: for what type of plays it's just a shame there's no pre-season for them to do this all in, though. It'll to be done in training camp against our defensive linemen.
0: Well, absolutely. And even then, you know, actually this week we've only had, I think, four fully padded practices. So in terms of, you know, physical hands-on practice for these guys and, and you know, sort of seeing how it's going, there's not been that much of a chance to do anything about it. But, you know, as it, with, with sort of 70 players or so opting out, there's, you know, an average of, of about two a team, which means that, you know, I, I think that we're going to be
1: just as disadvantaged as anyone else would be. Well, we only had the one opt out. We're not like the Patriots who had, I think, like five or six players opting out.
0: In that case, you know,
1: we, we got off
0: quite lightly. But yeah, I, honestly, I don't know what much more to say about that because at this point, I kind of would almost treat it like an injury. You know, it's like, oh, they're out for the season, uh, next man up.
1: And speaking of injuries, you know, once again we have another injury to talk about. A season-ending one for Robert Olford.
0: uh yeah, second year in a row, right?
1: Yes, the second successive season Robert Olford has suffered a season-ending injury, which yeah. means we'll have to wait until 2021 until he actually plays for the Cardinals, if he actually ever does. This despite the fact that this is his second year of
0: a three-year contract, right?
1: It is, yeah, and we've not even seen him play a single down. It's
0: wild. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's not uh, not his fault or anything like that. In this in this case, it was a torn pectoral. And last year, I think it was was it a shoulder issue last year? He broke his leg last year. He broke his leg. So quite the opposite of a shoulder issue. But you know, he's he, it's one of those things and and you can't control it and um you know is he just an injury prone player last year we had a lot of injuries in camp you know could it be anything to do with that but regardless it leaves us once again with the cornerback problem i mean this year we've got pat pete from the outset and he doesn't have to set any games but so far anyway so far yeah but it still leaves us in the lurch with you know another position outside corner up.
1: it's not like they're not going to address that situation because in the past few days you've signed three different cornerbacks to try and make make up for the loss though yeah veterans ken crawley bw webb who sounds more like a cricketer than than an nfl player i thought more like a an investment firm or like a really old-fashioned like i don't know something. <laughs> like a, a, a
0: milliner's or something like he's going to sell you a hat. BW Web. Fancy hats for fancy men.
1: And also Drake Kirkpatrick, the latter of whom seems to be the most likely to take the CB2 spot owing to experience and prior working relationship with Vance Joseph.
0: Yeah, it's, it's nice to see that we're not putting all of our eggs in one basket here. You know, we've got three guys in... Um, signed them all as well properly so obviously one spot open and I imagine it's just going to be open season trying to find the right guy
1: I think most people seem to be saying Kirkpatrick for the number two job then the other two will be fighting out with the likes of Chris Jones for like the backup spots they don't want to be starting or anything
0: that's true and you know it's a position that we've traditionally had injuries and issues with, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we were uh, expecting some of those guys to get some snaps, at least like later in the season, you know, uh, to fill in with, for some guys.
1: Exactly, in, in these unprecedented times, those having CB issues is obviously precedented.
0: Yeah, it's, it feels comforting, doesn't it? It's like a back-to-normal situation. Water is wet, the sky is blue, and uh, the Cardinals have cornerback issues. One year we won't. One year we won't, but I mean, it's it's again that, that issue of we've got Patrick Peterson covering one corner, which means that the second corner is just a huge target, and we've always had issues filling that space with, you know, somebody who is um, able to take all the pressure to take the heat that's going to come with
1: that. To be fair, it would be hard to do, because not every. There's plenty of teams in the NFL who don't even have one shutdown corner. Oh, for sure. So I was trying to get two. That's just, you'd have to be really lucky to get that.
0: I All I want is somebody who can, like, stably sit there, you know? <laughs> Someone who's got, like, uh, just a few years to settle into the position and really kind of work with the team and understand the team. And, you know, even if they're not, uh, as you said, like a shutdown corner, if they can just be, you know, somewhat reliable... I'm okay with it. Like that that at least keeps the pressure on, you know, if you if you're able to keep up with runs and stay on routes and not leave people open.
1: Our penultimate news item for this episode is the NFL Top 100, everyone's favorite term of the year when this comes out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always an interesting one and I swear in recent years they've been putting in like some more wild cards just to try and get people talking about it.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, in these unprecedented times, we've got five Cardinals in it, which is unprecedented. The most ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's unprecedented, obviously,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, five Cardinals in, in the top 100 is, is really good going. Um, we've got some guys here who are, um, you know, stalwarts and, and have frequently been in. We've got some new ones. Yeah,
1: we've got DeAndre Hopkins. He came in at number eight, who is still a Cardinal. I don't believe it, but, you know. <laughs> it's wild isn't it even seeing him making the catches on the practice fields doesn't seem real it's been so good like I've loved watching the little um,
0: highlights of camp with just seeing uh, D-Hop there and the fact that he seems to be getting a little bit of chemistry with Kyler Murray going and stuff like that oh it's just exciting
1: I mean it's not hard to get chemistry with a guy like Hopkins is it just throw the ball at him and he's going to catch it uh,
0: and you could say the same with uh, Kyler Murray as well, you know, like you give him a little window and he's going to get the ball to, you know.
1: The NFL's best pass rusher, Chandler Jones, came in at number 15, which is probably, again, still too low for her, a guy of his quality. I
0: mean, we've been saying consistently underrated, and I think it goes to show, you know, just how how good this guy is, that being 15th best in the NFL of all positions still feels like he's being underrated.
1: Should be top 10 at least.
0: Yeah. I definitely feel so.
1: Larry Fitzgerald obviously came in on the list. He was in at number 69. Nice.
0: It's, it's, you know, Fitzgerald being in the NFL top 100, I feel like if at any point they don't do it, it's going to feel like such a travesty. Um, you know, and, and I feel like they're just going to have to continue doing it for as long as he is a player, and maybe longer, but... um you know he's just um he's a stalwart in there but it's still nice to see you know i i would definitely feel very um slighted as a cardinals fan if i didn't find him
1: on that list somewhere even if he came in at number 100 he's still on it
0: yeah exactly exactly and uh, speaking of getting down to 100 we've got two guys in the 90s um but you know two guys who i believe haven't been on before
1: yeah they both debuted in the top one hundred this year, Kyler Murray came in at number ninety. In the NFL's highest-paid safety, Buda Baker came in at number ninety-seven.
0: It's really good going. Um, it's nice to see that we've got you know some some real veterans staying on the list, and we've got some young guys getting onto the list. And yeah, it's uh, five Cardinals on it. Does it matter if it's a popularity contest in the end?
1: I don't know. I'm just happy that there's Cardinals on it because it's been so many years when we've just been overlooked. Yeah, just been totally forgotten. Watching you with the Cardinals.
0: <laughs> exactly. But to get, you know, two guys in the top 15 uh, and five overall, you know, it's uh, uh, unprecedented, but also brilliant.
1: Yeah. And I guarantee Kyle won't be number 90 next year.
0: There's no way they can keep him down at 90. I mean, you know, just in terms of impact on a team, you know he's just had so much and, and will continue to have so much i've got no doubt so you know as he settles into year two then i i suspect that we're going to see him climb that list over the next few years
1: and i mean the biggest load of bullshit on the list was the fact that josh jacobs was higher than kyla murray in it he was somewhere in the 70s despite the fact he wasn't offensive rookie of the year when kyla was <laughs> it's yeah i mean that's that's the problem with the nfl top 100 list with it
0: being you know something that's voted on by such different groups and things like that you end up with some slightly weird things where there's you know award-winning rookies sitting at number 90 and then you've got you know guys who aren't award-winning rookies i'm um, sitting you know 20 places above them but i'm not complaining
1: And our last bit of news for this episode is the fact that Andy Isabella has changed his number.
0: Uh, Yeah, I thought this was an interesting one. Do you know what the, um, the reasoning behind him doing that was?
1: I'm not sure, to be honest, but it does mean that we now have all of the wide receivers, like number 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. I'm okay with that. So, you know, it's like... Continuity, maybe. <laughs> I kind of hope that's the
0: only reason he did it, because that's just that's a very team player type of move, isn't it?
1: He's no longer number eighty nine. He's now number seventeen. You know, it's a good number in my estimations. Any particular reason? Just because it's my number as well. So.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Um, no, I think it's a uh, yeah, it's a very exciting piece of news to finish us off there, Tom. That you've chosen.
1: I did say we were scraping the barrel. <laughs>
0: It's true, it's true. And um well that was literally
1: the dregs. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're now officially out of news until uh, unless something happens very exciting in the next week, you know, two weeks from now when we can start doing game previews, hopefully. But I guess, you know, speaking of, of scraping the bottom of the barrel, we've you know, got some fantasy football stuff we could talk about
1: at least. Bird Gang Bowl invites should have gone out to the eighty lucky contenders. Next episode, we'll be doing our annual cursing of team names, which is always fun to do.
0: Yeah, which uh, we should say, you know, remember to get your team names and everything sorted and edit your pre-draft rankings and so on and so forth, um, because it does really make a difference if you miss the draft or so on.
1: Have you been able to choose your team name yet?
0: Um, I have, but I need to remember what it is. I was just trying to cheat sneakily sign into the um, NFL site there, but it's it's got that weird thing again with. Oh yeah, I went with the uh, the quality the quality quarantiners here. That's
1: not a Cardinals pun. I'd never go with a Cardinals pun. You should do because that's where all the jokes are. At. <laughs> uh,
0: which which one did you go for then? I'm assuming you're you're the same league as me.
1: No, I'm not. I'm in League One, obviously, as always. Ah. My team name this year is another good one. Following in the footsteps of last year's I Can't Wait to be Kingsbury. It's This year's one is Isabella Necessary on a Bike. <laughs> Did you fit this whole section in the podcast so you can go with that pun? I mean, I've just said it in the next episode anyway, and I probably will say it again, because it's that good of a pun. Uh, it's quite good. I'll give you that. I've been saving that since like last year. Did you have it written down on a post-it somewhere you're like, I need to use this? I saved it on my Google Keep, actually, not, not a post-it. Ah. I wouldn't find it on this desk anyway if it was posted. <laughs> Very good. But yes, we'll have the full cursing in our know, next episode, because we should have drafted by then. Because draft is supposed to be the 6th of September. It's yep. around 6.30pm
0: check with your um your local league organiser.
1: But of course that's not the only league that we've run this year because we were moving into the second year of the British Dynasty Gang League that we're both part of.
0: Yeah, we've um, managed to do our top-up draft now. Um, That's everyone got their, their draft picks in which we managed to do surprisingly quickly for such a big league and trying to do it over WhatsApp.
1: Yeah, and also for these unprecedented times, depending what fantasy season we've got, we're all prepared. You're happy with the draft and where the car crashes are? Uh, yeah, I mean, the car crash picked up
0: quite a few targets that fell a lot further than we thought they might. But, um, you know, the, it, it's it's a tricky thing to balance because there was a bit of a draft for need and a bit of a, like, oh, I can't let this guy sit on the board any longer.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a tough one. Just like, obviously, you could pick rookies, but then there's also tons of free agents that people for some reason cut so it's like weighing up which one do you take which one don't you take
0: yeah it's absolutely the uh the thing that you have to do with um dynasty league you really need to make sure that you balance out the age of your team quite a bit and yeah i mean it's hard to say no to some of the guys that got cut so uh i did pick up a few um Few free agents, but I was trying to pick up a lot of rookies that I'm excited about as well because I like a long term gamble.
1: Of course, we'll be keeping people up to date on that league, especially when we end up playing each other, which isn't going to be for a while. I don't think.
0: No, I think we're we're not uh, set to play each other until like week six or something like that. But um, we'll keep abreast of all of the fantasy football goings on. We'll try and keep abreast of the other British Bird Gang leagues. Um, and do, you know, if you've got a particularly good match or something like that, give us a tweet and, and we can uh, have a look at it on the show.
1: Or if it's just down to time or if I'm just being lazy, it'll just be our two leagues, you know, so everyone else. <laughs> Tell it like it is, I suppose. Yeah. we got any other business to be talking about before we get on to the usual plugs and all that sort of stuff?
0: Uh, not that I can think of, to be honest.
1: I mean, we do have British beer gang magnets around, so, you know. You're always going to pick them up.
0: Yeah, I've got my magnet sitting on my fridge now.
1: That's where it's supposed to be. So good job on that.
0: <laughs> I thought about
1: sticking it to my laptop and then
0: realised that wasn't a good idea.
1: I've got one on my radiator, so it's fine. <laughs> it's not exactly on at the moment, so it won't melt or anything. And I hope it doesn't melt either, because then it'll ruin it. But yeah, we've got a competition if you want to get a magnet. If you tweet at British Bird and how many times we use the term "unprecedented times" in this episode, including that mentioned just there, then you could be in with a chance of winning one. Or if you're the only one who could be bothered to do it, you might just get it anyway. Or even if you just managed to guess right, because you know, unprecedented times—we've mentioned it quite a bit this episode.
0: <laughs> We've mentioned it quite a few times, and uh, you know, if if you if you send that tweet, yeah, might might win a wait if I can speak, you might win a magnet.
1: Well you could just get one yourself anyway, because they're only £3. Go to the British Bird Gang Twitter to find out more information. I've tweeted about it a few times. so. And I think it's still the pinned tweet up there, right? Yeah, you know, send us a coffee, so I can actually buy coffee, even though I don't <laughs> like coffee. It's just an easy system to use.
0: Yeah. But what, Tom, um, what if I didn't like fridge magnets, but I did like T-shirts?
1: Well, I mean, if you like T-shirts, you can always go to britishbirdgang.tml.com to buy them at any time. They're a bit more than a magnet, though. So. But they are quite nice shirts. I've had mine for quite a few years,
0: and uh, I wear it to go climbing. And I, I hope that somebody will uh, will spot me as a fellow Cardinals fan at some point. Um, and what about uh, if we wanted to go to britishbirdgang.co.uk, what would we find
1: there, Tom? Probably not too much because I've been lazy and not updated it in a long time. But it's still there. The website still exists. I really should blog a bit more to be fair. But yeah, you can find us there at britishbirdgang.co.uk. We're also on Twitter at British Bird Gang, which I'm sure you all follow, but you know, it's always worth the plug. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash British Bird Gang and facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash British Bird Gang. And of course, if you like what you listen to on the podcast, leave us a review. Yeah, I found out
0: recently that um, some podcatchers won't actually even properly show us up unless we've got uh, a couple of reviews. So um, yeah, if you can leave us a review, it'd be much appreciated because then it helps people actually find us.
1: You mean my endless plucking doesn't
0: do it? (laughs) Do people still say podcatchers or is that just a really
1: old school thing now? I've never actually heard of the term, so...
0: Yeah, well, okay, maybe maybe it's way too old. But anyway, uh, do leave us a review. Um, do hit us up on Twitter and, and um, give us your guesses as to how many times we said the phrase unprecedented times in the podcast.
1: Including that one just there?
0: Including that one just there.
1: That could be a tiebreaker if someone didn't listen to this part <laughs> of the podcast.
0: Or maybe this whole bit will get edited out. But regardless... Uh, thanks everyone for, uh, for tuning in and we'll be back in either next week or in two weeks to uh,
1: preview some actual football. Finally, we can actually get some football. But yes, until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.